I want me some glory hope. Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 8 of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. And whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, RNI, Heart Radio, we thank you, Jen. Glory Hole Singer for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, you know how we get down. It's time for the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me? And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? start off with the good well lots of good lots of good last week first of all us overall for the clients college for the clients four and one 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 and one in the nfl so five two and one on the week that is another three units longhorn the older i get the less i like to speak in absolute terms uh just because i've seen so much bullshit happen that it's hard to say something could or can't or won't or will but I do feel confident in saying that if you keep adding three units to your bankroll every week, it will be very hard to go broke. It'll be very hard. I'm not saying impossible, but it's going to be very hard. No, I think it's impossible, but, you know, the hard part is just keep doing that. But that's, you know, we're on a fucking heater for quite a while now, so wouldn't bet against us. Yeah, that is another winning reek for FGH. Oh, the free picks got back on a fucking roll, baby. 2-0. That's what we like to see. The NFL free pick, Miami minus the nine. Uh, not much to sweat on that one, Longhorn. Great pick. Uh, let's just talk about the Miami portion of it for now. We'll get to the New England later. But smash spot for Miami. I thought it was a pretty, pretty great call, pretty easy call. Longhorn, what were your thoughts on that game? I mean, well, I mean, it's early in the week. I thought it was just a great spot for Miami. Uh, things change later in the week. But, um, yeah, it's – it. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey coming back really kind of changed the look of that defense. Uh, he's just a, a – he's kind of just a game changer over there. And that's – you know, I still have questions. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, they won. They cover. I've got I've got some questions about, man, about Miami, though. I think we know what they yeah. are at this point. I think it's getting pretty clear what they are. Yeah, I think they're a team that in the right situation like that, they're going to just – moonwalk over people and in other situations probably not so much but either way they got it done for us on sunday uh college free pick boise state that was never much of a game i do apologize to anybody that turned in i did pump up uh my boy genty quite a bit the running back for boise 
He got hurt early on. I hope it's nothing serious, but he had six carries for 53 yards before he went out, and that was in the first quarter. So I feel confident that he would have got to 150 had he stayed in like we talked about on the podcast. But even without him, the Broncos took care of business. It just ran all over those Cowboys of Wyoming. So thank you, men of Boise. All right, my buddy. I think his best call of the week, the sounder on Tennessee. Look, I was concerned with Tennessee coming out flat without a quarterback that had never started in the NFL. But they fucking kicked ass, and we needed Atlanta desperately to lose that fucking game for our uh, season total over-under. So, Longhorn, uh, thoughts on the Titans there? Yeah, it was really interesting listening to some of the national media and some of the other people in our in our business talk about how, well, Tennessee's just raising the red flag, and they're, they're going to quit, and they're going to fault like like. Yeah, the front office might be trying to maximize draft capital going forward, and they're going to do what they're going to have to do. But, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) this is Mike Vrabel. This is his team. He's got his fingerprints all over it. There's not a chance in hell they're not going to get max effort no matter who's out there. And it's exactly what you got. Uh, Now, you know, no one can predict a first-time starter is going to go throw four touchdowns, but that's not really the point. The point is you're going to get a fight. There's not going to be any quit, and they were always going to be in that game towards the end, whether they won or not. You know, it's it's you know it's coin flip. Yeah, I had this written down for later, but we'll just go ahead and go over it now. Uh, Will Levis was the starter for Tennessee. Look, I didn't get, I didn't get to see much of him play down to down. So, but I did see in the highlights he threw four bombs, so that couldn't have been too bad. Uh, Longhorn, did you know he has never he never even threw four touchdowns in an SEC game ever. <laughs> So, he did it in his first start in the NFL. But more importantly than that, I thought, at least from, again, I didn't get to watch the game down and down, but just perusing through the box score and the play-by-play, uh, you know, he opened up the running game. I think that was Henry's, I think that was his first game, over 100 yards for him this season. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, going forward, you know, it looks like Jacksonville can pretty much run away and hide with that division. But, Man, you know, if they've got a little something here in Levis, you know, Tennessee can still still make a push here. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them dead yet. Yeah, I don't I, w- I don't know if I'd get too carried away with with Will Levis and his performance. Um, you know, they they were just the they were the go routes. They were the kind of the prayer that, that you'll see from younger players until I see him actually. Now, that helps, obviously, if you can throw the deep ball. And uh, that that'll open up the running game. But that you can't expect it to happen every week, obviously. And they're going to they're going to. They're going to be ready for that. And outside of that, if you take, you know, two or three of his bombs away, which that's pretty much all he did, it was pretty pedestrian. So I actually look for some struggles for Tennessee going forward. They're not a very good team anyway. They're just kind of that fight, try hard, you know, you know, and they'll continue to do that. But there's going to be some rough days for Mr. Mr. Levi going forward. Yeah, I mean, it was a good spot for him. You're right about that. And it was against Atlanta, whose defense has been very, very shitty. Uh, they lost Grady Jarrett for the yeah, season. Yeah, he's gone for the season. So, I wrote that down for the look-aheads. So yeah, not getting any better. Not getting better. Well, I don't know. They might be getting better at quarterback. Well, we'll talk about that, too. Uh, yeah, looking ahead at Tennessee, they're at Pittsburgh, at Tampa Bay, and at Jacksonville. So, yeah, he's. Uh, we're going to see what the young man's made of, that's for sure, if that's the direction they continue Sounds to go. Sounds like – Three games that are going to be 19 to 17. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Probably so. Uh, let's see. Oh, we had Philly for the contest or for the clients, and I had him in my side of the contest and my online contest. 
Look, Philly did what they've been doing all year. They fucked around. They let a team hang around. They fumbled twice inside the five-yard line, including on the ass-shover play, which literally never fucking happens. And even all that fuckery, they still covered the six and a half. Look, my main handicap on that game was they would do better on third downs because they're a good third down team than they did the first matchup. They went eight for 13. Huge improvement there. I said they'd be better in the penalty department. I don't. They had like eight penalties the first game. Their second least penalized team in the NFL. They only had three for 14 yards. So they turned that around as well. They were up by 14 with about a minute left. So some trash time yards and a touchdown with the Skins made that look a little closer in the end. Uh, we'll get to the Skins part later, Longhorn, but just what are your overall thoughts on Philly? They got a huge matchup going uh, this week against Dallas with the Cows on deck. So, uh, Man, it's just – it's they're just – they're a good team, obviously, that's kind of disguising some warts really well, and that's – They're getting all, away with sleepwalking in the NFL, which that's not – like nobody usually yeah, can but, do that. Yeah, but I don't know if it's sleepwalking anymore because Jalen is not—he's not even trying really to run anymore. And when he does, it's not—it's it, not working. And now yeah, they've lost—he's not, not healthy. And now they've lost um, Jalen Carter to an injury for—I I don't know how long it's going to be, but they've done a really good job at seven and one of just overcoming some adversity, overcoming some injuries, and and finding ways to win. I would look for maybe that to not last the whole. I mean, we've seen what's happened to San Francisco now. There, this is this season is a marathon, and you can you can you can only keep it up for so long. So they're gonna have some they're gonna have some struggles and some dips. You know, if it's if it's things where they can sit some of these players, sacrifice a game or two, you know, or maybe you win those games with some backups just to get your players one hundred percent. I would maybe look into that because they're not they're not. Who cares if they win 15 games in the regular season? That's not what they're here for. They're here to win the Super Bowl. They've already done that. Yeah, so I would I would do whatever I can to get hurt. Whatever's going on with him and his knee, and then we'll see about the Jalen Carter injury. Did he get yeah. injured again? Did I miss that? Yeah, something with his back or something. I'm, oh, I'm not, Jesus. Not, yeah, that's they're, uh, they're they're really good team. They're well coached. They they they're disciplined usually, but um, there's just something still not exactly right. But you know, when you got Hurts and you got AJ Brown, there's just it's it's um it's a good combo. Yeah, but they're gonna have the the turnover thing. If they do that against Dallas, that's gonna kill them because we've seen Dallas now what they do. And Dallas basically has one formula to win, not one formula to win, but every game they've won just so happens to follow the same formula. I'm not saying it's the only way they can win a game. I don't believe that they're a good football team, but every time they win a game, they just blow the other fucking team out. Because they get turnovers, pick sixes, block punts, fucking punt returns, if not for a touchdown, for long yards. Like, it's the same fucking strat, like, every single time. Again, I don't think that's the only way Dallas can win a game, but it is the way they've won every fucking game they've won so far this year. Yeah, usually not against good teams, though, but we'll, we'll uh, and that game's in Philly next week, so. Yeah, it's going to be a good be one. A, be a good one. I see. Oh, Carolina. I had them in my online contest plus three and a half. Look, I said on the contest, this was, or on the podcast, this was the spot, man. You either win this game or you cut all the players, fire all the coaches, and burn the fucking stadium to the ground. Well, they did get the win, but I did not see any improvement in that team at all. 
They are still god-fucking-awful. That new play caller, that didn't make a shit. God damn, they're bad. But they were not going to go 0-17, so this was their one. They had to get it. And you know what? Credit to them. They did go out there and get it. Um, Just watching that game, I actually thought it looked um, smoother on offense, and, and there was a little bit more creativity. Now, they still have zero running game, and it's – you know, when you rush 24 times for 44 yards at 1.8 a clip, it's it's. I mean, you're just asking a lot of a bad team and a young quarterback. But it was clearly his best performance uh, offensively, and it just kind of looked better. And I did think that was obviously your best call. I, even on the podcast, I said, you know, you you. I was leaning towards Houston, and I said that yeah, you've you've convinced me to lean the other way on that one. So um, yeah, it was uh, they. You know what? Something to look forward to going going forward. We talk about you know spotting things before they're before the public starts talking about it. It might might be time to look and see if the book is out on C.J. Stroud, and that that these teams have kind of figured him out, and and then see if and then see if him and this offensive coordinator has a counter to that because it's that's two weeks in a row. It's looking pretty rough over there on that side of the ball. So uh, just keep an eye on that going forward, and, and you know. Who they play next week and see if that's a continuous theme. Yeah, and they had to buy too, so it's not like they didn't have time to kind of rest up and work on some stuff after their last outing, like you said, that they kind of got held in check. So they had the full and Tank Dell came back. Nico, they had the full the full everything, and it was a. Uh, I mean, he was he was awful. Sixteen to twenty four. They scored what twelve, and Carolina scored thirteen. Was that how that ended? Thirteen fifteen, but oh, okay, he had, yeah. He had no touchdowns, uh, you know, 5.8 in attempts. It was just bad. It was very, very bad. All right. Uh, well, uh, my college round robin, man, I had such a great Saturday. It's one of those Saturdays you just kind of wait for all year. Oh, it makes kind of all the hard work worth it. I had round robin, Georgia Tech plus 11.5, Arizona State plus 6, Boise minus 5, Arizona plus 4.5. And Purdue on the money line, I only lost on Purdue. I hit four out of five on my round robin. Oh, what a great fucking Saturday that I had. And then in my college contest, another seven-unit weekend, 23-16 and overall. Again, I started too late with this uh, strategy. Not going to win shit. But these motherfuckers better look out next year is all I can tell them. All right. Uh, the last thing that I have on the good is that every single team Longhorn that we needed to lose for season total reasons lost this week. So it's kind of rare that that happens. So yeah. through eight weeks right now projecting, we're looking at six, two, and one. So I will fucking take that for sure. What's the tie? The tie is, uh, fuck, you had to ask. They, me. they don't have a half on it? No. What was it? Fuck. I, I'm sorry. I didn't write them That's, down. Isn't that rare they don't put a hook on, on these things? Uh, I mean, we've got some whole numbers for sure. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember which game it, or which uh, team it was, but no, okay. they're projected dead on the number that we have. So, Gotcha. All right. You got anything else on the good side, Longhorn? Uh... No, it certainly wasn't any good for me. So whatever you did, and that you that you that all your good was good, my bad was bad. All right, moving on to the bad. Well, only loss in college, fucking South Alabama. <sighs> minus ten, they closed minus twelve. They lost by thirteen straight up. So you la la. 
Look, man, I know they've been winning a lot of games, but they've been disappointing against the spread all year. This is the second time they've cost us money. Both times as double-digit favorites. Obviously, our numbers have not caught up to the fact that they are overpriced in the market, so that alone to me is very fucking frustrating, but thanks a lot, South Alabama, you fucking assholes. We lost a we lost five and zero by one point or what, no. three point no. oh oh the whole other way gotcha yeah twenty three gotcha. points gotcha 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 yeah no the, terrible uh, other bad us in the super contests uh, this is my first losing week in about a month so that's very frustrating I'm trying to trying to squeak out a two and three but either way we're done for the three week done for the six week and this is the the nine week is over next week, so we were already done for that anyway. And at this yeah. point, looking on the outside, looking in, really, at any money for the total contest, it does fucking suck. Uh, like I said, I went two and three. Longhorn went from the four and one to the one and four. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. rough one for that. Uh, and my side, San Francisco, I had them minus three and a half the contest. I was really excited to have them out there with Sam Darnold because I have seen enough of Brock Purdy. And then Brock Purdy gets announced in, and it all went fucking downhill from there. Look, man, Brock Purdy is finally showing the NFL. But those of us who watched him for four years in Iowa State knew what he is capable of. He is capable of being, he is capable of looking as bad as he looks good. He's done it his whole fucking life, and he's on a bad run right now. He's beat me two weeks in a row. Thank God they're on a fucking bye. And maybe Shandy can get Brock back together, or maybe it's time for Sam Donald. I don't know. He's going to have to make that call. But, dude, that I mean, that interception he threw on the sideline where he literally shot put the ball to a defensive lineman two feet in front of him, that is Brock Purdy. All the good that you've seen, yes, that's also Brock Purdy. But that play right there is Brock Purdy, the bad Brock Purdy, in a nutshell. He did shit like that all the fucking time. So, again, I'm sorry, San Francisco fans, but if you didn't watch him in college, (laughs) this is what you're going to get. He wasn't Mr. Irrelevant for no fucking reason. Well, hold on, because uh, that's not what you're gonna get when everybody's healthy, though. So, you who know. who was he missing? Who was oh, he I, missing? You know the answer to that. Oh, you know, oh, one fucking player makes me throw a fucking pass two feet in front of me to a defensive lineman. No, and, and the best left tackle in football. I mean, okay, like, he threw for over 300 yards. He had plenty of time. They had every opportunity and, to win that fucking game. Every and opportunity. He was, and he was coming off a rush concussion. Like I can't believe they even played him when nobody's ever. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. He's not. He is a seventh round pick for a reason. I agree with all of that. But also, I can't wait till Williams and Debo are back. And I hope that I hope that people still think he's not very good and and that line suppressed because I'll be I'll be on him then. He's fucking good when everybody's healthy. That offense. It's, it's he, not even him. It's not great. even him, and it's not even him. It's that whole system. And when that system has everybody, we've already seen how how good they are. No, it is him. They had plenty of chances to win. He he is what cost them that game yesterday. I know Burrow played great, but Burrow's capable of that too. And I'm not saying they would have covered, but they could have absolutely won that football game. And every time they got in position to, he fucked it up. Those weren't like tip balls. It wasn't freak shit. It was him. It was little, literally just fucking him. 
But yeah. again, that is what he does. It is what he does. Mm, he mean, he I, can be great, and he can be fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible, but we saw like 15 games or whatever it was, 14 games where he was not great or terrible. It was just a lot of great for the most part. So Yeah. And, and saw plenty of that in college. Every October, he was fucking unbeatable. So, so the only thing is, so the only thing has changed is he's coming off a concussion and he's lo- and he's missing two of the best players on the offense. So I'm gonna well, no, he from starting from week one this year, he's had the most turnover, and this is this is all the way back to the Cleveland game before the Cleveland game, before they ever even lost the game, he had the most turnover worthy throws in the NFL. He didn't have a single fucking turnover. So no, no, it this is just it's just catching up to him. Being Brock Purdy is just catching up to him. Nope. Now, can they fix it? Sure. Can they win a lot of games? Of course. Of course he can. He In that system, yes. But is Sam Darnold better in that system? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, don't, I don't know. I don't know for sure either, but uh, I just, I would, um, and I don't know the status. I, th- I thought Williams was supposed to play this week. I don't know. I guess he's sitting out. I thought he was too. But I'm not, and what's Debo's status? Is he? No, he's well. I don't. I don't know about after the bye, but he was. He was already out through the bye, which is when this week. Oh, okay. So the yeah, they'll probably both. So they'll both be back after the bye, and then you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what they kind of look going for. And if they if they have problems, then yeah, I'm sure Shanahan's going to pull the trigger and put Darnold in there because why wouldn't you? Yeah, he's got to do something. They lost three in a row, and that's not something that Super Bowl aspiring teams do. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh Sounder. Look, I said on Longhorn Hit, I said on the podcast, I knew it was the spot for Pittsburgh. The bucket said Pittsburgh. The number said Pittsburgh. But something stunk about it. And honestly, we needed Pittsburgh to lose that game. And neither one of us had it in our contest. So I'm happy that they lost. I would have been happier if they could at least hit the fucking teaser. And maybe if little Kenny Pickett doesn't break his shoulder or whatever he did, maybe they do. I don't know. Longhorn, yeah. did you watch any of that game? Oh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I mean, like, it's – it's. I mean, maybe, possibly, they could have got the teaser back door with Pickett in there. But, you know, just Jacksonville, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just – I don't know how they keep winning. There, there's, there's something about that team that just defies everything. So, uh, it's not – you know – I don't know. I can't. I can't explain how a team that can't that has no offensive lineman and no pass rush just keeps fucking winning. Somehow, man, on defense, their their defense is exceeding all expectations. Yeah, and and that's another. That was another thing I brought up is they were missing their best corner, and yet they still just like they they're clearly just a. And I'm gonna stop betting against them, and that's fine. You know, like or not necessarily betting against them, but like I'm gonna stop doubting them. I'm I'm gonna stop. You know viewing them as this team that I saw in the offseason that has a bad roster because they clearly have great coaching and they clearly have a truck-type quarterback that can raise the level of everybody. And that's more, I mean, that's more important than almost anything, even roster, because we've seen guys like Mahomes win a Super Bowl with a bad, not bad roster, but not a Super Bowl roster. We've seen a lot of non-Super Bowl rosters win Super Bowls with great coaching and a great quarterback. And it's time to just probably put that guy in that category. And even though his numbers don't necessarily always show it and this and that, I don't care. Like they just keep fucking winning and there has to be something there because that roster is just not good in the trenches, which is, <laughs> I mean, it defies everything that I know, but they just keep doing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting them anymore. Yeah. That, I mean, you're right. 
Lawrence has not been great statistically this year. I mean, yesterday was probably his best game from a QBR perspective, I believe, all season. So, but I, there's something too, just just always, you know, making a play when you need to, and there's something to not making the big mistake when like that that, that breaks other teams. So it's just. They got it going. They're going to fucking walk to this division. You can cash that ticket already. And, you know, they're just, there's, and, and Pittsburgh, my God, you know, I don't even, I don't even want to get into that yet. Like, you know, I, I was wrong on a lot of things this weekend and that's fine, you know, but, but the Pittsburgh one, like you go out there with a team without their best corner and a limited pass rush and you can't do anything. You are like, so oh, poverty on offense. My God. So poverty. Embarrassing. Oh, all right, moving on. The sound of the Giants. This is the push for our clients. Look, man, I we got fucked in this deal. Yeah, that was that was that was a win. Tyrod Taylor died on the field after throwing a pass to himself, which was impressive. <laughs> uh, then we got Danny DeVito in to play quarterback, and I'm not sure Longhorn if you saw his stats, but little Danny <sighs> DeVito was two for seven for negative one yards. I didn't what? even know that that was possible. Well. I know that the ch- that the fans were chanting, "Let him pass, let him pass." And whenever they're doing that, I just I just have a question, and and I was I was already in pissed off mode at this point, and you know things didn't go my way this weekend, which is fine. I don't I don't that that that, that happens, but like they, they won the coin toss, correct? In in overtime. Uh yeah, they got the ball. Why did you take the ball? I had Why no are idea. you? Why are you taking the fucking ball in a game like this? Like, I mean, <laughs> neither team can move the fucking ball. I would have been like, yeah, we're kicking. We're going to shut you down, and we're going to get the ball about 30 yards away from field goal range to win this game. I mean, like I did- yeah, but it shouldn't have fucking came to that. Like, and, Yeah, and why didn't you go for why it? Why didn't you go for it, Why did fat fucking pussy? I, I mean, this is so – every fucking week we talk about this. The, the coaching decisions with Rivera oh, had one. Oh, my God. Rivera had one, too, in the Washington game, which that worked out for us. But, you know, it's just like they're so stupid sometimes that it's – it's it's that's and, again, we just talked about Jacksonville. These are the little things that never show up in the box score that, that – it's the difference between winning and losing. It can happen on the sidelines with a coach. It can happen on the field with a quarterback. And these little things add up to so many wins and losses in the year that it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unfucking believable Oh, my God. I mean, dude, you're on the 18-yard line. You're like, all right, let's kick a field goal. We'll go up six, and then we'll kick off to them. It's going to be a touchback. They'll get on the 25, but then they got to go score a touchdown. Like I don't know. Stupid. Why don't you fucking go for it? And then if you don't get the first, if you get the first down, the game's over. So over. Anytime you have a chance to end the fucking game with one yard, you fucking take it. And even if you don't get it, somehow you don't. Let's say you don't fucking get it, right? Okay. Well, then they're on the eighteen, and yeah, now they only need a field goal to tie. But my god, dude, they still have to get from the eighteen to field goal range with Zach fucking Wilson. Well, if you do make the well, I guess you, you they would need a touchdown then. So yeah, they would they would have needed a touchdown. Sure, whatever. It's just it doesn't matter. You just that's a clear situation, and and it was it was one yard. So you're telling yeah. me Philly, Philly's the only team that can do a one yard touch push? I guess now, like like everybody else is just scared to even do a quarterback sneak now. In I the mean, league. Danny DeVito can't throw, but I saw him run for a touchdown. That's how you're up ten to seven. 
Fuck. Well, he's he's only four foot six, so he should be able to slide <laughs> underneath the fucking line and get a first. He could have stood under the center and took the snap and just crawled through his legs before anybody touched him. Where did he go? I don't know. Uh, speaking of fucking coaching decisions, so danger zone on Cleveland. Hmm. Uh, I had him in my contest, and they had this game the whole fucking way. They got jumped early. And then uh, they just settled in, and Seattle didn't score another point. They're like, all right, well, I guess we're done scoring points after the first quarter. We can't score anymore. And Cleveland comes all the way back, takes the lead. They have the lead the whole fucking game after that. And it comes down to third and three with just over two minutes left. You get this first down. The game is over. So you got fucking Walker, Texas Ranger quarterback. But all you do well is run the ball, and they don't. Run it. And again, if you run it there and you don't get it, it gets you to the two-minute warning. Then you're punting. And then, yes, Seattle can drive down to kick the field goal and tie. You go to overtime. So be it. But no, no. They throw the ball on third and three. The Texas Ranger hits Jamal Adams in the helmet at the line. The ball goes straight up in the fucking air. And Seattle picks it off on the 50. So now they need fucking 15 yards for the field goal. Well, they don't stop there. They go down. They score the fucking touchdown with like 30 seconds left. Fucks us squarely in the fucking ass at three and a half of the contest and on the danger zone. And oh my God, dude. Like, I don't fucking, I don't fucking understand this. I mean, if you look at the fucking stats of that game, Cleveland had more possessions, more first downs, more yards. They won the turnover battle. And outside of one big run by Walker, Seattle had 60 total rushing yards. Geno was pedestrian as fuck. I mean, this game went exactly the way we thought it would. And we had it. And they just fucked it off. They just fucked it off. Yeah, there was a lot of fucking off going on this weekend. That was certainly one of them. But, yes, you're thinking a game like that, that three and a half points is fucking golden either way. And nope. Oh, my God. All right, and then the big dick pick on Chicago, obviously a micro peen. Yeah. The Chargers, that's the one I kicked around on the podcast. I talked about it, put it in the contest. Not that I like the Chargers, but I just said it would be a great contrarian play. They did have the buckets and two of our strongest buckets, but they didn't grade out well because Chicago fell in so many other ones, but they did grade out to the better side. Uh, But the numbers were on Chicago, and it – I don't know. I just, just I couldn't just do it didn't. at the end of the day. I couldn't make that play, but obviously it was the right side. So it's very charger like to go out there and you know. I, I don't know. Just fucking do what you're supposed to do and beat the yeah. shit out of a bad team. Yeah, I just you know like again, it's you know I I don't necessarily think I would change. You know, as far as winning the game, of course that's that's a long shot. Everybody should know that if it's nine point dog to to win outright, that's clearly a long shot, but. With the way the Chargers were playing, the way the Giant or the Bears were playing, and the the finger situation with with uh, Herbert, you know, I, I'd probably play it again. Honestly, like that's that's you know, it just sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work out, and that's fine. Sometimes it don't. And moving on from that, we're gonna move on to the Are you fucking kidding me? And this one. Uh, Longhorn, I got a couple of contest spots for you. And not that he had a bad week in the contest. I've had a bad week too. Just the I spots. did have a bad week in the I did have a bad week in the contest. I know, but not because of that. But just because of the spots in which it happened. The Baltimore loss, uh, that has to be the worst beat so far in the NFL. 
You were absolutely right. That was absolutely the right side. You got kicked squarely in the fucking dick. So I'm just going to let you vent on this game. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really. You know, like this this contest situation and, and my law. I mean, I went one and four, like you said. I don't really, like, I don't know that I'd really change hardly anything. If like, I had to turn them all in, I'd probably turn on the same ones. And even the one that I would have switched, which was New England, you know, I would have switched it with another loser. It would have been the Giants. So I was destined to go one and four this weekend. As far as this game, you know, uh, Arizona had seven points halfway through the fourth quarter, and they they finished the game with twenty four. So that tells you all you need to know right there. Onside kick, you know, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, I've always hated that guy. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a stupid fucking name, anyways. And you know, everybody knows when you when the kicker pops that fucking ball up and it's sky fucking high and and there's always that wall protecting you and then the hands guy behind you does he go up and catch it on when it's like 30 feet in the air so it so he just catches it falls down and and game over no no he says you know what i see that ball i bet it's gonna i'm gonna wait here let it short hop two feet in front of me i bet it's gonna roll right to me and then i can just softly scoop it and fall down. Of course, that's not what he was thinking. He's a big fucking pussy who's scared because <laughs> because when you have to, what happens is when you have to run up and go get the ball because it's not going to come all the way to you. You got to. We see it all the time. The good the good players they go up, they running and get it, and you're at risk of getting lit up because it's up in the air so long. But he's a big giant fucking pussy, so he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna wait for it to short hop to me, and I'm gonna catch it and just fall down." Well, of course, it didn't just go right to him. It fucking does another weird hop because that's what fucking footballs do. And, of course, Arizona gets it, and they can't stop them again. Arizona scores 17 points in the fourth quarter, and bye-bye Baltimore minus 8.5. You are toast. They scored 10 in, like, 30 seconds. So, And after that, I think you're very – well, I mean, you described that beautifully, but then after that – you're still good. Like, eh, we're up 10, whatever. No, I knew it was done then. I knew they were going to go get the field goal. Oh, my God. After watching – because, I mean, for whatever reason, they just couldn't stop Dobbs anymore. Like, like that that whole second half of the fourth quarter, it was like, ah. I mean, I don't know if Baltimore was in fuck it mode. They do, they're do. they traveling to, you know, fucking overseas next week. They're like – or is it them that's going overseas? No, not next week. Okay, sorry. So, but – that, whatever they were in fucking mode they were like let's get the fuck out of here i don't care anymore and it was um it was a fuck longhorn right in the ass type game and it did it but again i, I don't you know it's the best I, I, i'll tell you this it's the best one and four i've ever had and, I, and i'm i'm dead serious i'm not i know that sounds stupid I, it, it doesn't it didn't really bother me a whole lot because you know it was just i took a bunch of spots that didn't work out but i'd probably take like i mean jordan love at home, <laughs> playing against Minnesota, coming off the game of their fucking life. Minnesota came in there and whooped their ass from the jump. Cousins was sharp as fuck. The Green Bay's defense what sucked. What time did that game start? It was at noon. I don't care. That's he's he's lost games. He's lost games at noon, and he's won games. In oh prime no! Time. I put this in this for a reason. I've been waiting on Green Bay. You hit the sounder on that. Look, Kirk Cousins. Well, it was Achilles. I was watching the play. It happened. I knew immediately what it was when he started, like, hopping around. He looked like he'd step in, like, a tack. He's like, oh, shit. I can't. Ah. Oh, yeah, and that might be, and it, it just depends on him. It, it doesn't have to be career-ending, but just looking at the situation, 
Oh, that's he, career ending. It doesn't have to be, but that's a lot of work to come back from that injury. He has no contract. He has no team. Nobody's going to pay him really oh, any money now. Wow. Yeah, you're crazy. This is this is a bad take. He's going to get paid in the offseason. Nobody's going to pay him any money that he was like looking to get. I'm not saying somebody wouldn't sign him, but he's like, going to get paid whatever the market is of a, of a quarter a quarterback of a coming. Thirty-eight year old quarterback coming he's off thir- a torn Achilles. Thirty-six. He's thirty-six Com- and coming and, off a torn Achilles and coming off some of his best you know years as a starting quarterback. True, but he's not going to get paid anywhere close to what he was thinking. And at the end of the day, is it worth it to him? I don't know. I'm not Kirk Cousins. If it's worth it to him, sure, he'll do the work. He'll do the rehab, and yeah, he'll come back. If it's not, he won't. I'm kind of hoping he doesn't because yeah. of all the times that Longhorn has went against the Cousins trends. I mean, how I've gone with it. Apropos. I've gone with it so many times too. Like this is just like for him I've to beat you it. for his last game. That would be like that's not his. Oh my god! This I said so... if I said if yeah, here you want you want to know uh, here's a here's a here's a hell Mary um, you know situation that I could see happening. What if he plays for San? What if San Francisco signs him next year? How about that? What if Purdy doesn't quite work out this oh, year? Oh, Shanahan said he's he wanted him the whole time. That's what I'm saying. So if 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 Purdy, if you're right on Purdy and he doesn't, he kind of fizzles out, and Darnold comes in and does what Darnold does. Don't be surprised if if Cousins is playing for San Francisco next year. Oh, I won't be shocked at all. I I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if he come back. I just don't know where his head's at or if he's going to want to do the work to do it. I just don't know. He's made a lot of money, you know. How how much is winning a Super Bowl a priority to him? If it is, and that and he gets that opportunity, well, fuck yeah, he'll come back for sure. But if it's not, and, and you know what, San Francisco don't even have to pay him a lot because he'll come for the opportunity. So that's a great call for you, uh, right? You uh, right there. Yeah, I look. I mean, yeah, like it was. You know, again, I'd put them all in. It was the best one and four I've ever had. It didn't work out. I ate shit, and that's and that's the way it goes. I mean. You took New England and Miami, which you said you were like never going to take that, New England. The that would have been the, the one. That have been the one I switched out, and it would have been switched out with a loser. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I mean, e- even if I'd have switched it out and didn't make that call, it was going to be the Giants, and they were a loser. So, oh. hey man, it happens, dude. I mean, fucking, it's it's you know, you take a bunch of home dogs and you bet on bad quarterbacks, and it it's uh, you're going to have bad weeks. But that's kind of and the way it goes, you got to win ugly. It win with these ugly teams and ugly quarterbacks sometimes. Yeah, well, if it was always just take the best teams and the best quarterbacks, this would it's be not real just fucking... take the best teams, but you'd literally pick three of the worst spots possible when you're the spot guy. But whatever. I don't. I, don't, I well, I disagree. But <sighs> anyway, uh, all right, that's all I got for the. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We agreed on the podcast that primetime cousins coming off a win, this was a great spot for Green Bay. So why is it a bad spot now? Just because they lost? That's no, results I, based. I, I, look, I did say I didn't like Minnesota, but I also said I cannot go. Minnesota had the buckets, and I'm not going against primetime cousins. There has to be a reason, or not prime. I cannot. There has to be a reason to go against noontime cousins with a bad team with Green Bay, which. You've been fading them, I think. I don't think you won yeah, against I've been, them. I've been fading them a lot. Yeah. I just like this spot. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hey. see. Tip my cap, man. Minnesota fucking dome team going out there in the freezing cold and beating up beating up Green Bay. I'll tip my cap. They got it. Good job. All right. We'll move on to the uh, look ahead 
Um, lots of injuries. Quarterback drop oh, drop like so. flies. Cousins, obviously, he's done. Stafford, he's not right. I don't know. He's, he's going to be out probably past the bye week, and they're talking about IR, so it could be a while. So that could be the end of the Rams season right there. Um, Tyrod, he always gets hurt, but Jones, I did see today, he should be good to go uh, yeah. for their next game. Little Kenny Pickett, he sucks anyway, but he's questionable for Thursday night. I don't think that that matters, really. Nah, they're pretty much the same, like interchangeable. Now, your boy Ritter, <laughs> it looked like he got benched, but the coach said, nah, <laughs> not benched. He was in concussion protocol, so. Okay, this is a weird, this is like nothing to do with football, but I, I've been listening to that coach talk, and it was always bothering me who he sounds like. If in Again, just give me 30 seconds here. It has nothing to do with football. If, if, anybody's, <laughs> if anybody's ever watched the that Netflix uh, show that came out about four or five years ago, Making a Murderer, about that guy, Stephen Avery in, uh, in Wisconsin, that – that I don't know the background of this coach. What's his name? Arthur, is Arthur Smith? I, I don't know so. where I don't know where he's from, but it has to be the same fucking town as that Stephen Avery because his the way he talks, the cadence he talks in, and everything <laughs> sounds exactly <laughs> like Stephen Avery. It is unfucking believable. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, why he's doing that. I don't know if it's if it's what he really believes or if he's doing a bit at this point just to fuck with the media, but it's clearly Heineke is the right choice there. And it, it's clearly that he wasn't out for injury. Like they said concussion, but he got cleared during the game, didn't go back in, and the coach says it's not performance-based. Whatever, dude. It's, what a fucking mess that team is. Um, but they are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Minnesota next week. Well, I would hope so because Minnesota doesn't have a quarterback anymore. <laughs> so, dropping like flies—is that all of them? Or I think there was there has uh, to be more. Well, you mentioned Jared; he's out for the season. Um, trying to go down my notes here. Oh, the Giants—that look, man. Talk about raising white flags. They sold off Leonard Williams today to Seattle for a second-round pick. I think they know their season's over. Um, so we're going to have to catch them in some low spots to back great, those g great pickup for Seattle. It's a great pickup. Yeah, and that, is, that is clearly a fucking sell move by the Giants. So how that affects things and their attitude going forward, I'm not sure. I don't know that I'll be looking to play on them until I kind of see if they're still going to go out there and give it 110% because they did. That was all-out effort versus the Jets, and they should have fucking won that game, and their coach fucked it off. So Minka – Pitts, uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick, he's Pitt, out. He's the out. So, yeah, there's just – and then um, Kansas City, I don't know if he came back in, but they lost uh, – I know Justin Reed got hurt. They just – they had lost Nick Bolton the week before. Now they lost Justin Reed. So, still a great defense. They're, they're usually good at the next man up type thing. And um, it's not like, the, not like those are all pros or anything, but, you know, you keep – these little these little ones they they eventually will start adding up on the uh the Jets lost two you know two more guys on the offensive line the Dolphins I don't even know how they like they just they lost more offensive linemen they they just somehow they're just patching that together up front which is really weird that that uh that New, New England struggled so much against them but that's a whole different story but some more injuries for the Dolphins more for Kansas City more for the Jets 
I'm just kind of scrolling through and see if I notice anything. They probably right. struggled because that's where they always struggle, even when Tom <laughs> Brady was their quarterback. Yeah, but usually they were favorites, not huge dogs. Yeah, and I gave the trend on the podcast that when they were dogs, they now they're 0-3 three times. They're losing by double digits per game. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I lost. I had a bad week. All right. Uh, all right. Any games? Looking ahead to any games this week so far? Oh, yeah. I put a f- two or three in. Let me see what they are. One second. One second. Oh, God. I got to log back in. It's one of those. Um, I know, can't, before I get into it, I know Kansas City was one of them, They and they are going on. Um, where's that game at? In Munich, I believe. They are going to Munich to play, the those, to play those stupid fucking Dolphins. And, uh, yeah, it's at two and a half, and that's just an autoplay for me. When you get when you get Mahomes coming, and it's, it's just even better that he's coming off a loss like that. Under under three points or a dog is, is the sweet spot for Mahomes. Uh, so that was an autoplay for me. I got Cincy minus two, and they are playing. Who are they playing? You got it up? Uh, I don't. And then Tampa plus two and a half. So those are the three that I got. Now I'm clicking back to see who Cincy and Tampa are playing. And they are. Cincy's playing Buffalo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincy's playing Buffalo. And, yeah, it's already up to three. So I got it at two. Like, like I don't know why it's only two. Um, that's a that's a weird line for a Buffalo team that's not. That's a one and a half at Fanduel, one and a half, and some twos. I don't see threes anywhere. I'm, I'm staring at three right now, and I just and I just logged in. So, um, so yeah, I don't. I, that's a, anything under three. I, I'm going to be all over Cincinnati on that one. That's a, that's two teams going different ways right now, and uh, I kind of like Cincy in that one at least early in the week. And then what I say, Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing. They're at Houston. Oh, so that was kind of a, um, you know, kind of a fade on C.J. Stroud, just in case, just in case that books out on him and he's going to continue to struggle. Then you know, uh, you, you're going to, you know, Houston as a favorite. We need, we need. They were good as a dog earlier in the year. We're going to see how they are as favorites, and you know, that's a that's a good defense for Tampa Bay. Good defensive coach. Uh, so if the book is out, he will have already read it, and he'll have something ready for them. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So yeah, Houston. That that was the other part on the on the Carolina. Like Houston going on the road and laying points. Like who the fuck is Houston to be laying points on the road to fucking anybody? Like that made yeah. no fucking sense. All right, I've got this pulled up now. I'm looking at. Okay, you were right on the Bengals-Bills. Now I'm on this other side. It is definitely moving to three at minus 120 on that, which is funny because I wanted to talk about this too. So the cash is coming in on Buffalo, uh, 60-40 right now. The picks are all on the Bengals, 62-38. But here's what I'll say about that. I actually I, I made it a point to watch the screen because – I've been looking at these marketplaces, kind of seeing like really kind of how liquid they are. And in college, it's been pretty consistent that wherever the money's coming in at, those sides have been winning at a higher clip. 
in the pros this week, man, every fucking, I swear to God, everything we picked pretty much to a fucking game, money was coming in on that side. And they all fucking lost. They all fucking lost. Hmm. And so, I, man, I think there is so much more new money in this market. I don't think it's trustworthy anymore. I just don't. These these lines have been so far fucking off. And it's it's helped us. We've, we've done well in the NFL this year, so I'm not bitching. But I'm saying tracking this money, like, I mean, right now it's it's 60% of the money on the bills, 62% of the tickets on, on and just saying this particular game, Bengals. And, but yet the line is moving up to three. So, like, where are they really forecasting this fucking going, you know? And if you look at the Eagles and Cowboys, 61% of the money on the Eagles, but the line has moved from three and a half down to three. So, it's it's kind of like the books are moving against the early sharp money. And, like I said, if you chase it down, man, if you – and I had the screen up the whole time, like, all the way through kickoffs, green, red, yeah, I mean, my shit is going crazy. And it literally went against the money on almost every fucking game. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't watch it, you know, throughout the week like that. I mean, I think it's probably, I, I bet you. Well, I don't know, but I bet you at, you know, before kickoff, like around two hours before kickoff, an hour before kickoff, you can probably get a good feel on where your tickets and money is at that point. But yeah, throughout the week, I don't. It's, yeah, no, yeah. I, I watched it all the way to kickoff. I was sitting here at noon watching my screen. And it, and it didn't all matter. the money, no, all the money well, just, lost. Just this week, or like what's what's? I can only there? say this way. I was only doing yeah. that this particular week because I was watching. I was like, God damn, looks like fucking we're gonna win everything. Like yeah. everybody, everybody's coming with us. Everything's coming with us. And nah, none of it fucking went. None of it went our way. Yeah, maybe maybe watch it and see like see like how that does going forward. But you know, it's it's always been something that I look at. It's not like a deciding. Well, actually, it can be the deep deciding factor but after like a bunch of other factors uh but yeah it's definitely something to watch yeah i mean you kind of just want to make sure that you're in line especially with i always try to look at in the nfl some of the early money which i know limits are low right now on this game so you know you gotta take it for what it's worth but still they're big enough and they get enough of it that lines do move early on in the week yeah, by Wednesday, I mean, those limits are up and people are fucking throwing money around. But, yeah, most of the money does come in before kickoff. But I usually don't pay attention to that. But it was all going our way already. Like, we were all good. And then it just kept flooding our way. And I was like, well, fuck. Here we go. And then, nah, nah, we got fucked in the ass. Yeah, that's – NFL's hard, man. It's a fucking hard one. I just – I don't think that – I think that there's too many people out there – um, you know, now now that it's legal everywhere, there these markets have gotten so fucking liquid. There's so much more money in them, and groupthink is so powerful. So even when it gets like on the hot dog or whatever on the big favor, like either way, as it used to be like, oh, public money, they're gonna bet big favors, they're gonna bet overs or whatever. That's shifted, man. It's shifted, and some of these dogs you would think are gonna cover or whatever, they're they're not. They're fucking not, and it's the hot opinion, and everybody's talking about it, and when everybody starts talking about a particular dog, like, I heard too many people talk about Carolina. That's the reason why I didn't put them in the Super Contest. I put them in my online contest. I kept them out of bars because of that very reason, because too many people were talking about them, and I 
just got scared that it was a fucking square play at that point. Turns out it won, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, things that we used to get used as indicators are not not really playing out as far as the marketplace um, anymore, really. It's a constantly fluid and changing, you know, uh, business that we're in. We got we to gotta always be able to move with it. All right, Longhorn, why don't you tell about that fabulous website one more time? All right, that wraps up episode number... 163. 163 is in the books. And speaking of the books, if you want to bust them up, you need to go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and sign up because we are busting them up. Uh, Continue our hot streak. Um, NFL for the year, by the way, is 20 and 9. And that is, uh, I just said how hard the NFL is. Apparently, (laughs) we're making it look like child's play. Uh, So we're going to keep that going and keep all of it going. Go to the website, click on the college tabs, click on the NFL tabs, click on the combo tabs. We got the free picks over there also, which are on fire again this year. If you're not fully committed, I don't know why you're not, but but check that out if you want to. Yeah, well, I can I feel you on that, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> but dip your toes into the free picks if you have to. Eventually, join on, subscribe to the podcast, the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Share it around with your friends. Don't be stingy. If you do any of these things, we become partners for life and in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend. And join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Stephen Tyler, take a sip, baby.